0: Good morning, everyone. Call this meeting of the Labor, Commerce, and Industry Committee to order. Uh, First of all, thank you, members, for all being here promptly this morning so we could start pretty much on time. And we do have a fairly packed agenda. Thanks to our guests for being here. We appreciate your interest in state government. And the fact that you're here demonstrates that interest. So we appreciate your presence here this morning. Are there any announcements that need to be made? Hearing none, the next order of business will be the subcommittee reports. First of all, Senate 425 from the Banking and Consumer Affairs uh, Subcommittee, Mr. Jefferson. Good
1: morning, everyone.
0: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Attorney Michael.
1: Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Senate Bill 425 has an amendment which is a strike and insert sponsored by Representative Bradley and it reads as follows from line 17 on page 4 section 35-1-820 which says if a qualified individual reasonably believes that the financial exploitation of an eligible adult may have occurred, may have been attempted or is being attempted, then the qualified individual may promptly notify the agency. That's the
0: extent of it. Mr. Jefferson, if, if I remember correctly, the real change is only one word, which changes what? from shall to may, to may. Uh, as far as the responsible uh, person uh, notifying the agencies, trying to make it a little easier for these people to operate. All right? Correct. All right. That's the amendment. Do I hear a motion of adoption? I have a motion to adopt and a second. All in favor indicate by saying aye. Aye. All opposed? The ayes have it, and the amendment is adopted. Now, Mr. Jefferson, will you tell us what the bill does, please? Yes, sir.
1: The bill, of course, is Senate Bill 425, which was introduced by Senators Alexander, McLeod, Young, and Gustafsson, authorizes reporting of financial exploitation to Adult Protective Service and the Securities Commissioner hold disbursements for up to 30 days with limited authorized extensions while the financial exploitation report is investigated, and immunity for financial institutions and professionals acting in good faith who report suspected financial exploitations. Move for adoption.
0: Thank you. Are there any questions of Mr. Jefferson? Second. Okay. Yes, Mr. Williams.
2: I just want to make sure that um, the point that I, I brought up last in the subcommittee meeting uh, here too, and I just hope that as we move forward, um, we're not leaving the disabled um, adults out of the picture.
0: Now, it, it, it's, uh, it says in several places, vulnerable adults. Okay. Further questions? Hearing none. The pending question then is passage of... 425 as amended. All in favor of show of hands. Opposed, like sign. Any not voting? S-425 is passed, and we'll go to the floor of the House. All right, next on the agenda is Senate Bill 435 from the Insurance Subcommittee. Mr. Hardy.
3: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Senate Bill 435, um, This proposed legislation clarifies the regulatory framework governing travel insurance and establishes customer protections, ensuring such plans are fair and reasonable, uh, clarifies permissible sales practices and the applicability of the state's unfair trade practices law, prohibits prohibits the practice of opt-out sales, imposes explicit consumer disclosures in addition to what the state's insurance law mandates, Provides that travel insurance may be sold via individual group or blanket policies. Specifies how premium taxes are calculated. And clarifies that most travel insurance must be filed as an inland marine line of insurance.
0: All right, Mr. Hardy, this, this bill has a, a strike and insert all amendment, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, and you were explaining the amendment as you went?
3: Well, I, I think it's just that some language changed from the original bill. It's,
0: it's just cleaned up language? Yes. Okay, that was proposed and helped us with the Department of Insurance. Okay, yeah. The amendment, in other words, would become the bill. Are there questions of Mr. Hardy?
3: Motion to approve. Hmm. Mr. Williams?
2: Um, evidently, when I, when I read over this particular bill, I, um, I just got a, just a few questions. Uh, they're changing the name from, to marine insurance. Help me to understand
3: the definition of marine insurance. In Inland marine insurance is just a type of insurance. Marine insurance covers anything that's transported or any material on the water. And then inland marine just covers um, a large amount of, it, 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 cargo, if, if there's an accident, um, so it's, I guess this travel insurance is just, fits better in with that line of insurance. Mr.
0: Mr. Williams and staff just told me one of the reasons that that's in there is because this deals with navigable waters and, and land transfer as well. So we have to put it somewhere and this just seemed, according to the Department of Insurance, to be the appropriate place. And Mr. Hardy was right, Hardy was right about it. Yeah.
2: And, and, and certainly this, this insurance is very limited to – it's limited. Yes, is sir. That correct?
0: Yes, sir. This is a limited type of insurance altogether. So would insurance companies
2: outside of the uh, Department of Insurance would be able to sell this insurance?
0: As long as they're licensed in this state, but they have to get the license through our Department of Insurance. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank okay. you. Any further questions? Okay. So moved. Okay. The pending question is adoption of the amendment. All in favor indicate by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Like sign? The ayes have it. Now the pending question is the adoption of S. What? What? 435, as amended. All in favor, indicate by a show of hands. Any opposed? Any not voting? The ayes have it, and the bill is passed, and we'll go to the floor of the House. All right. Next, from the Business and Commerce Subcommittee, uh, and Mr. Cogswell, I'll call on you in just a moment. Uh, First bill up is S-232. Dealing with nonprofit corporations and the transfer from a nonprofit to an LLC. This bill, has, we've found, that there are a number of problems or potential problems with this. Uh, staff council has looked at it very carefully. We've looked to outside council, they find problems with it. We've looked to government council. And they have found problems with it. And so in, in I, I don't want us to do away with the bill, but what I would suggest to you that be, it be appropriate to adjourn debate on it for a few days, see if we can get a fix for the problems that everybody has identified. If not, then we'll do something different. If we can find that, then I would say that we would bring it back up again and, and do what we need to with it. So with that, Mr. Cogswell.
4: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I would move that we adjourn debate on okay. this
0: particular bill. Thank you. you. You've heard the motion to adjourn debate. All in favor, indicate by saying "aye." aye. Opposed? The ayes have it, and so ordered. All right. Now, Mr. Cox, will you really get to talk. S four twenty one.
4: Uh, S-421. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, S-421 is a Senate bill that deals with extended benefits. Specifically, it deals with a look-back provision that is inconsistent with in South Carolina with what uh, has been mandated by the federal government. So all this bill does is it changes the look-back period in South Carolina from three years to two years so that it's in compliance with uh, federal guidelines. Happy to answer any questions.
0: Are there questions of Mr. Cogswell? All right. Hearing none, the pending question is adoption of S-421. All in favor, indicate by show of hands. Opposed, like sign. Any not voting. The bill passes and will be taken to the floor of the House. All right. Now, Mr. Cogswell, S-468.
4: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, this, too, is a, a bill that deals with um, extended benefits. And specifically, when back in December, when COVID was uh, still very uncertain, uh, what this bill did or what this legislation does is it is it temporarily waives a 13-week uh, uh, period of time in which Unemployment extended unemployment benefits can take effect. Um, so, all and, and, and it is sunsetted at the end of 2021. So again, this was anticipating the potential for high unemployment and the need for these extended benefits back in December. Given our unemployment rates are what they are right now, it's unlikely that that trigger will occur. But if it does, we would want to be able to be as nimble as possible and not have to uh, have the 13-day, 13 13-week 13 wait period. Federal government says we don't have to have it, so we're just enacting legislation that will allow us to use that if so needed. And again, this is only through 2021. So, with that, happy to answer any questions.
0: Are there questions, Mr. Yao? Thank you, Mr.
5: Chairman. In, in our area, and just asking a question, I had to leave yesterday for the other my other committee meeting. Um, this bill, how, how does it affect, in our area, we have so many places that are limiting um, their business because they can't get people to operate because they're drawing unemployment. I mean, we've actually got businesses that are shutting down hours, um, and we're having a lot of trouble with not getting the employees when we have the employees so does this open the door for that to be more trouble i mean if we're extending i mean we we got uh, we got corporations looking for work i mean we got signs out everywhere help wanted jobs needed uh dollars. 20 i mean good jobs paying jobs a whole lot more than we make here and we can't get them filled um so are we enabling that situation with this bill or potentially enabling that situation
4: i think uh, I don't believe so. We're, we're dealing with the same situation, especially with food and beverage and hospitality workers in the Charleston area, um, where it's just not beneficial for people to come back to work uh, being on unemployment. But really what this bill, so I understand it does, and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, it really is uh, a safety net in the event that the economy takes a, a, a spiral downward. I mean, basically it'll only trigger, I believe, if unemployment rate goes over 6%. So um, I think in that scenario, it's not a situation of people staying on unemployment and not going back to work. It's a situation where people are truly unemployed and and we're in a situation like we found ourselves in last year.
0: And and Mr. College, if I can pick up on that, right now our unemployment rate is somewhere around 4.5% and going down. Uh, so the likelihood that this would be necessarily used is very unlikely. However, it does give us the opportunity in the event that the unemployment rates just skyrockets for some reason, it would give the people of our state the opportunity to use these federal funds. Okay. Are there any other questions? Mr. Williams.
2: So, so what I'm hearing is it, it, it give us a flexibility in case, just in case we go up to 20% unemployment, we will be able to cover those, uh, those individuals. Is yes, that correct.
0: Sir. Yes, sir. Okay. It, it doesn't have to get to 20. It just, I'm just goes saying, over I six. Use, I, use that, I use that as an example. <laughs> no, but, I understand. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Are there further questions? Hearing none, the pending question is passage of S-468. All in favor indicate by show of hands. Opposed? Any not voting? Bill passes and will be taken to the floor of the House. All right, Mr. Cogswell, S500. Thank
4: you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, S500 is uh, a bill, a Senate bill that deals with architectural seals on drawings specifically for townhomes. This legislation is largely clarifying legislation. We have a situation apparently. In a few counties in this state, where the building inspectors are, have some confusion over whether or not an architect seal is necessary on townhome uh, designs or plans that are submitted for permit, uh, this bill just makes it clear that, provided the plans and the drawings um, uh, comply with with building codes, lo- local building codes, uh, that it does not require the added expense of getting an architect seal. So. Uh, Home builders are in favor of it. Building inspectors are in favor of it. It's, uh, again, largely just clarifying legislation.
0: Okay. Are there questions of Mr. Cogswell? All right. The pending question, then, is passage of S-500. All in favor indicate by a show of hands. All right. Any opposed? Any not voting? The bill passes and we'll be taken to the floor of the House. That being the conclusion of our business, hearing nothing further, this meeting stands adjourned. Yeah, we don't need to. No. (laughs)